Hello, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. I am NARC Troopers, and you can visit me at that website, narctroopers.com, where you'll find all kinds of goodies. So today's topic is the new world will reinvent normal. The new world will reinvent normal. What does that mean? What does that mean? Cultural shifts redefine pathology and mental illness. Well, that's one of the big parts that I want to talk about today because it's changing. Everything's changing. And um, this piece is uh, an important part of that change. Mental health professionals, physicians, and academics have written volumes on the definition of just what is mental illness and what are the best ways to achieve recovery or management of these illnesses. But those definitions, you know, they're, they're constantly fluid, moving, um, and tangential in many ways. Here are some alarming statistics and a little history to frame the conversation. In 1948, the World Health Organization defined health as a state of physical, mental, social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Now, in 2022, the idea of mental health constitutes a broader definition with different kinds of understandings. In recent years, we have moved from this diagnosis-focused paradigm to a person-focused definition of mental illnesses, and from an absence of disease, as I stated before from that early mid-20th century definition, um, it's not just an absence of disease, but it's one that stresses positive psychological function for mental health. So in concert with the insistence on correctness these days in both word and deed, there has been a new definition of mental illness that shifts from, um, from a focus on the stigma part of it to the recognition that mental health is simply one important component of overall health. And that is a different way of thinking about mental health. Um, Definitions of mental health have changed over the last 50 years, um, 60, 70 years, and will most likely continue to evolve in order to reflect the cultural norms of the times and also to reflect the resources that are now available. Mental illness refers to conditions that affect cognition, emotion, and behavior. Clinical definitions now include more information and have moved from an initial to a more holistic perspective and transitioned from a focus on disease to a focus on wellness. Beyond these definitions of mental illnesses, there are a few definitions um, specifically for personality disorders, which um, that's my thing, that's my jam. Um, you know, I may not know a lot about a lot of things, but, um, 
I know about the personality disorders. And so for the first time in history, narcissism has been identified and expanded in the newly released fifth edition of the diagnostic manual, the DSM. It has been recognized as an important mental disorder that could quite possibly be the grandfather of all other personality disorders since it spans them all in some capacity in one way or another. Narcissism is your big sort of umbrella, big overarching um, personality disorder, I think is one way to look at it. All of the nuanced types of narcissism are identified and cataloged, which is a great start to begin conversations about it. Someday, I'm hoping everybody is going to understand NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder, in much the same way as they understand things like depression or PTSD. It's already begun. You know, it's a hot topic. And still, even though everybody's saying the N-word, narcissist, 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 most people have no idea what it is. They have no idea what happens in the aftermath after a relationship with a narcissist. They have no idea about uh, any of it. There's just a lot of misinformation and disinformation. Frankly, I'm pretty shocked that so little is understood about it when it's talked about so much. I want to see people getting away from the drama of it and the whole scandalous sort of gossipy kind of tone that sometimes comes into play when you talk about narcissists. Um, I want to see us get away from that to really looking at the clinical pathological um, workings of it, the underpinnings, the etymology, the, the, the um, just to get a, like a deep understanding of what it is so that we quit throwing the word around so recklessly and having all these uh, misconceptions of what it actually is. Um, it's just shocking to talk about something so much and know so little. That's sort of what I've noticed. Um, and I don't like it. Um, so, you know, let's not forget another important piece of the puzzle. These cluster B disorders like NPD, ASPD, which is antisocial personality disorder, and psychopathy. These three all have overlapping features and blurred lines. Many times they coexist as comorbidities. All narcissists are not psychopaths, but all psychopaths are narcissists. And psychopaths, you know, the, the symptoms are, are similar, you know, to that of a narcissist. Uh, they have shallow effect where they show no fear uh, response to things, you know, it's just flat. Um, and that's very typical, you know, when they don't have normal people reactions to stimuli. Uh, you know, and they don't have a lot of other things. They don't have things like empathy, um, guilt. Um, they can't plan for the future. They have impulsivity and recklessness. They are selfish. They have grandiosity, entitlement, um, arrogance, word salad, where they talk in circular craziness. You know, the other day I was thinking with my ex-husband, who was a narcissist, 
he didn't just do Warren's salad. It was like the whole all-you-can-eat salad buffet, right? It was the endless, bottomless buffet because, you know, I liked hearing him talk crazy. Uh, he really said some brilliant things sprinkled in there with things that were absolutely crazy. And, um, and I think that there was just something hypnotic, soothing, comforting about his voice um, that sort of put me in a trance or something. I'm not kidding you. I kid you not. That's, that's for real. Anyway, I wanted to say that about the word salad wasn't a salad. It was an endless buffet. Um, they also are manipulative and exploitative, right? They're opportunist, opportunist. What's in it for me? What can I get? I want to get this and grab it and go. It's like a smash and grab, right? Being with a narcissist is like being, being that, uh, place that has been violated by a smash and grab. They break your defenses and they snatch all your goodies and they run out, run away, and never to be seen again. They just poof, gone, you know, uh, like they're a ghost or invisible or have superpowers or something. Yeah, it's a smash and grab. And um, okay, so I'm talking. What I'm talking about here, I'm getting distracted by these examples. Um, what I'm trying to tell you is like a list of things that both the psychopath and the narcissist have in common. Both. Um, and so let's see, let me pick up my thread here. And so I'm going to have to kind of shallow effect, lack of empathy, impulsivity, recklessness, can't plan for the future. They're selfish. They're grandiose, entitled, arrogant, word salad, manipulative, exploitative, um, opportunistic, um, no boundaries or respect for authority and a need for control. That's 10. Um, yeah, narcissists and psychopaths have those same overlapping 10 qualities there. And so, you know, that sounds familiar. Those of you that have been in relationships with one of these types is because people with NPD and sociopaths and um, psychopaths, they have some of the very same symptoms and and narcissists and sociopaths, you know, they're typically created, right, by different things that happen in early childhood, whereas the psychopath is sort of um, born that way. But other than that, the similarities are chilling. They are. The similarities are very much the same. And um, that's why they're in a cluster. That's why they're grouped together on the DSM. Um so we need to think about that. The, the consequences of all of our attempts to build an ethical society, isn't that what we want? I would think that that's what we all want. That's what I want is an ethical society to live in, one that has morals, values, ethics, all of that. I want that. It's ruined when so many of the people around us, and especially the people in power, in positions of power and leadership suffer from one of these cluster B disorders that we just talked about. Um, and the, and there are a few other cluster B things in that category, like borderline personality disorder and things like that. that and, and I never talk about them because they're sort of 
in this category, but not quite in the same league with the big three. And the big three is the NPD, the ASPD, and the psychopaths. And so they're the three that we're spending our time trying to um, understand. So we have to ask ourselves, what does, what does the probability that psychopathy is genetic say about the intrinsic human condition or human nature? What steps can we take to fix them? And are they, are these steps that we can take to fix them ethical steps? If it is true that psychopaths and to a similar degree, narcissists have damaged or abnormal brains, how can we hold them responsible for what they do? How, how do we avoid becoming their collateral damage? And that brings us to the crux of the conversation. In a world where people with mental health problems are both misunderstood and marginalized, but at the same time excused and given a get out of jail free card, they are, you know, and they get that get out of jail free card because they're so damaged and disordered that they're incapable of being responsible for their actions. They really just can't. It's not even a choice. Forget free will. They just can't. They're delusional, perhaps. And, you know, there's a lot of other things at play, but they're incapable. That's the bottom line. What happens to things like justice, safety, and the common good for all people where there is no harm, no potential harm, no harm done? What happens to all of that? What is considered normal? I mean, how... How do we redefine that word in light of all the reframing and adjusting and shifting that has happened in the treatment of mental, mental illness um, in the past 50, 60 years? How do we do that? Um, it's, if that is not disturbing enough, consider the great moral decline of the past half century or longer. Sure, cultures have suffered cyclic patterns of rise and downfall, but I am willing to conjecture that this collapse of civilization was a result of the collapse of a moral fabric to hold it all together. Yeah, that is my claim. My, my um, claim that I want to defend here, and I think it's a solid one. I've thought about this a lot. I've studied this a lot. And I think without that moral fabric to hold everything together, that things start to devolve into chaos and anarchy, into a hedonistic, amoral culture of cluster B personality, people that are in charge of things, more people turning out that way. Um, and, you know, that's a heavy thought, but it's a real one. Think about the recent moral shift where things like polyamory and ethical non-monogamy, think about that. You know, these things were once judged harshly. They were called immoral swingers and adulterers and perverts. And now they've become normalized, normalized, desynthesized, and perfectly acceptable lifestyle choice. 
sorry, I don't mean to be judgmental to those of you who are in those relationships, but let's just call it what it is. And yeah, that, that is what it is. There's been a great moral decline, a slippery slope that we have come all, we've gone all the way down that slope. And now we're saying we're sanctioning and fearful of judging like, Oh no, let's not judge this. Let's that's discriminatory. Let's have diversity. Let's let everybody's freak flags fly. Let's let everybody do what they want to do. No, that is not how societies and cultures thrive. That is not how they are bound together by certain virtues and moral obligations to one another and things like that. You can't have that and be a self-indulgent person that's just um, worried about, you know, the quality of your orgasm or keeping things fresh and feisty in the bedroom and stuff like that. You know, you don't have time for the greater issues like saving the world, which if there were ever a time in history where it calls upon us to take bold action to save the world, I think, you know, it could be right now. I think it could be imminent that we are are tasked to do something, to take action, but we're too busy chasing our own bliss, chasing our own high and our own self-gratification, instant disposable self-gratification, that we don't have time to do the work that needs to be done to... Um, you know, to make the changes that that need to be made. Um, you know, I, let me say this. I think that, you know, narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, they are growing in number and securing positions of power throughout the whole world. The characteristics that they have, this malignant narcissist, are held in high regard in capitalistic countries and other places where it's a good thing to be ruthless and fiercely competitive, making bold power grabs, controlling the masses, inventing their own delusional world by hypnotizing their cult-like followers and groupies to worship them unquestioningly and like showing absolutely zero empathy for any collateral damage that gets in their way. That's what we have going on, folks. That's it. Pay attention. You're so busy worried about being woke and being sensitive to diversity and all of this politics of cancel culture and, oh, I got to be friendly to all the different groups and I got to pick my pronouns. And have you ever thought about how the very act of, of like asking you to choose your pronoun and to declare that in that kind of way and participate in that in group settings where everybody can see anybody who doesn't participate, who doesn't want to follow along with that. It's, it's, it's more than peer pressure. You, you could be stigmatized, shamed, and even lose your job for failing to march in line with some of these bold initiatives to demand equity. And even though they're well-intentioned, they are overstepping the boundaries uh, of, of where they should be going. Some of the same people who are talking about freedom and respect for all different kinds of lifestyles are the same ones who are demanding uh, a uniform compliance on certain things 
for they're guilty of the very thing that they're preaching against. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Take a second and think about that. Overt and covert narcissists are rising in the ranks and taking over the cultural landscape in numerous places everywhere. The fascinating thing is the number of followers that are uh, that they're getting. They're acquiring all these people along the way that are following them. You know, with with a vapid and vain fascination with social media, digital natives in their 20s and 30s that are ripe for the picking, they are told that they are special and everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets a ribbon, everybody's a winner. No, they're not. Some people shouldn't get a trophy. Some people shouldn't get a ribbon or recognition or a pat on the head because they haven't done anything. They've done nothing, nada, and you don't reward nothing, right? You have to earn it. It's like giving everybody an A. If I gave everybody an A in my class, it wouldn't mean anything because everybody got an A. But if you have to earn it, then it means something when you achieve that. So that's kind of what we are with the 20s and 30 year olds who think that everybody needs to get a trophy and that we have to all be winners all the time and, and give, give things you know free to people without them doing anything to earn it. They're told that they are special and you know, and the white hat cowboys that, that will usher in this new era and save the world. It, they, they're, they're told that that's going to be them, but yet they don't do, you know, they're looking at their phone they're not trying to solve climate change or, or do the big things. We're not talking about, you know, um, different, you know, and I don't want to minimize different people's agendas of what they want to see as progress and all of that in society and in their community. Sure. That's great to have that for everybody, but there are people in this country who are overlooked all the time have been through history. And there are other people who are very loud and vocal and they're the ones that get the attention, all the attention and the other ones get nothing. How is that fair? You know, there are plenty of disenfranchised people that have been marginalized and cast out and discriminated against. I am biracial and I guarantee you, I don't identify as white or Asian because the, I'm too white to be Asian and I am too Asian to be white. And I guarantee you, I fit nowhere and I have been a victim of much discrimination. It goes on all around us, but you don't hear about it. You know, I remember that there was like a month where on the news, they were talking about hate crimes against Asians. It was there and in a blink of the eye, it was gone. Do you ever hear anything else about discrimination against our Asian Americans in this country? I guarantee you it's still happening. It happened to me every day of my life and it continues to happen. I'm a victim of discrimination because I have a disability. I have low vision and autoimmune disease. I am a victim of discrimination because I am elderly uh, and there's ageism and it affects me in profound ways every day. I am discriminated against because I'm a female and I am objectified and treated in horrible ways because of my gender. I am discriminated and I could just keep going and tell you all the ways that I have been violated and discriminated against.
because of different groups that I identify with, that I fit into, that I belong to. But what are we doing about it? You know, we talk, 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 and we're focusing and picking all of these things to make our big poster moment, the things that we're going to really get behind. And they're not the things that need attention. Crumbling infrastructure, alternative energy that's green, um, you know, figuring out the pandemic, making a better response to that and preparing for a future that is rife with all kinds of crazy mutant virus, viruses and stuff, you know, uh, overpopulation, food insecurity, poverty, income disparity. I could go on and list a thousand different things that need attention, more attention than the little uh, things that people have latched onto and that are pushing, that are getting all the press. They're the things that are splattered all over social media. They're the things that are getting all the attention and all of the energy. And they're also politically correct. Come on. I would rather somebody be not politically correct and actually rolling up their sleeves and doing something to try to be solution oriented to solving some of these life threatening existential civilization ending challenges that we face. These are, this is it, folks. Clock's ticking. We're going to reach, get to the tipping point. I'm not talking about Malcolm Gladwell's book, although you should read that. It's awesome. There's, we're at a different kind, well, we are at that kind of tipping point where we're past the point of no return. The oceans are dying. The coral reefs are disappearing. The ice, the ice caps are melting and, and there's no going back. Once it happens, it, it escalates. It, it speeds up. And, and there's no, well, we'll figure it out later. We'll pass it off to be a problem for the next generation. There's talk, 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 but little action. I read somewhere if the 100 top companies, corporations in this world, world decided they wanted to solve climate change and, and went like zero emissions and did the steps that they needed to do to make the changes to save the planet, 100 top corporations, it would solve the problem. Problem solved. That's all that needs to happen. Uh, I also heard that um, I read in numerous places that the major billionaires, you know, the Zuckerbergs and the Gates and the Be- Be- Bezos and, you know, um, that guy from Virgin Airlines, that guy, you know, all, Branson, uh, Branson and all those guys, the ones that have all the money, that if they took just what profits that they made during the pandemic, we're not even talking about their billions and billions of dollars they have, but just the profits that they made from off the pandemic. If we just took those and donated it to, to um, vaccinating the entire planet, all the people who can't get it, it's not available to them. And, you know, the pandemic's never really going to be over this virus is never really going to be uh, a thing of, you know, that's going to just go away magically until everybody uh, has that happen. Like everybody, not just rich white countries, not just, you know, whatever, but everybody, everybody. But they didn't do that, did they? They didn't donate the profits that they made during the pandemic to solve a world health crisis. No, they did not. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's a little rant there for you, but I'm back to the narcissist because that's my area and I need to stick to it. Um, you know, 
there's more and more of them and you know they are delusional they're delusional and arrogant and all of that and um you know they actually believe their own fantasy version of things and they have successfully convinced millions of other people of the same thing now here's where it gets interesting when people get sucked into this alternative reality um with these charismatic yet vacuous opportunists and demigods we have a recipe for disaster because large numbers of people shape the cultural mores just as much as they shape policy in politics and the brainchild of having a narcissist as your savior what what does that do for you you know um is what comes from that i guess that's what i'm saying racism criminal misconduct unethical behavior and a loss of a moral compass you know that that gives people remorse that that goes along with that those are just to name a few these people suffer from a mental disorder and for those who think that that the kool-aid and follow along in the stockholm syndrome kind of insane allegiance you know they're face down in the kool-aid they drink it they're they're they buy the whole thing hook line and sinker those people who are that loyal to these demigods and these narcissists well it's the end of a great democracy and period of history and um a model civilization isn't it because the narcissist is a child forever and they are impulsive and reactionary self-serving and all of that and they're never going to none of those qualities are going to lead us to a positive outcome so why are people so duped by brain damaged disordered people uh without a working soul you know yep narcissist psychopath sociopath why why is that there are there there are a million reasons why they are duped um they are disenfranchised and never allowed to get ahead in a society where the american dream is fiction and endless toil is the only achievable goal we are worker bees worker bees and tired of being just kicked to the curb and stepped over by the wealthy who consider um consider they consider these people non entities non humans and um these people that follow this cult like narcissist and psychopath people you know they are they are angry and suspicious and resentful and tired so send in the clowns right the demented twisted clowns that jump up and down on one foot perform their little song and dance and make everybody smile and shout and feel like some small ray of hope is there in society a society that crushes the poor the minorities the women the disabled the weak there are many other reasons that i'm not going to go into today that we haven't talked about that don't even what we've talked about only scratches the surface i just want you to invite you to start thinking about this as a country we are divided and as a world we are at war and who are the heroes the saviors the wild cards to stop all of this madness well right now it's the narcissists the psychopaths who lead us 
Welcome to the new normal. The new normal where up is down, facts are lies, good is bad, all of that. It's, a, it's Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole. So sit back and grab the popcorn. It's going to be quite a show. And a final note. Normally I talk about narcissism in the context of how we get past these relationships where, you know, we love the person who is incapable of loving us back. Sometimes that's a parent or a sibling. Sometimes it's our husband, boyfriend, wife, girlfriend, something like that. I, I usually focus on just relationships with narcissists and what that does to us. It's a kind of different dynamic when it's your family who are the narcissist. But when we're in relationships with them, you know, we, we're not stuck because they're not family. We can walk out the door at any time, right? It's not like we were born to these people and they are our, our people. They're our parents. They're, you know, our children. In relationships, we choose it. We choose them. We choose to stay with them. And when it's over, uh, we're destroyed. We're absolutely destroyed and shattered. And, and so I just wanted to step away from all of that and have you apply the same understanding of narcissism, sociopathy, and psychopathy to what is happening in the world around us as a society, as a culture, as a community, the things that we are called to do and why they're not getting done and how this could be the end of us. Um, I think that it, it calls for a certain awareness and I've tried to point out how our focus, what we're asked to look at and work on and where our attention is directed yeah, those are important things. They are. But we have much, much bigger fish to fry first. <laughs> Trying to say that fast a couple of times. We have much bigger fi fish to fry first. You know, what difference is it going to make? What pronoun you prefer? If extreme weather is going to blow you, wash you, burn you off of the map. What difference does it make, uh, you know, some of the other things that we're focused on, these other agendas that we have to really think about, you know, to create this equitable society when homeless people are, you know, growing out of control. Every large city in the world, especially in the Western world, in the United States of America, the homeless population has exploded. It's out of control. There's no viable solution that has been brought to the table. What are we going to do with that? There were people who, you know, they're not bums and hobos. I hate that. They are human beings. Some of them have mental health issues. Some of them have addictions. Yes. But we have a new kind of homeless. Homeless because of the pandemic. Homeless because 
their jobs in the service industry ended. Homeless because they're being priced out of communities where it costs three and four thousand dollars a month to live there, and they're trying to make it on minimum wage. You know, the things that are going on like that are the things that need our attention. We need to put the phone down, turn off Facebook and Twitter and social media, step away from the TV and the video game, and pay attention to what is happening right now, what is unraveling, what is falling apart, what is reaching the point of no return that demands our attention and our action now. What are those things and why are we not doing anything to be part of the solution? So narcissism, sociopathy, and psychopathy extend beyond our personal experience. It is a phenomena that is happening all around us and the consequences of it, well, they're catastrophic and they could end us all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 